0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at that's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your
1: confidence journey today with Byte.
2: The draft is almost here. We look at playmaking wide receiver options for the Bills, including one that would take some bean magic. Plus, another playmaker that Dan might actually not hate. And Jenna makes a power move that's been a long time in the making. All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, along with Dan Fates, and yes, Jenna will be joining us in a moment. And I know if she was here at this second, she'd be saying, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, most importantly, to the Buffalo Plus Podcast. And uh, there's a lot going on, Dan, a lot that we want to talk about, but you know, we're just going to start with the biggest news, I think, of the week. Um, and we'll do that. Of the offseason. Uh, it really is. It honestly is. It, it may be the biggest news in Buffalo Plus podcast <laughs> history. And here we're going to have it.
0: You it guys is. are the worst. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay. I got a new microphone. And the stand that Mike and Dan bought for me actually worked. So I want to thank God, the Academy, <laughs> my credit card, which I'm afraid to look at the bill. But I have made a big ticket purchase, which is very hard for me. But now we're here.
1: she will drop $70 on sushi like it's nothing. Like, oh,
0: yeah, no. No, that is my toxic tree. I think I need sushi every night for dinner, but I can't buy things that I actually need. Well correct. but I did. I did. Does it sound good? Let us oh, know in the comments. Phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. This is a big step for me.
1: I you're can like hear real, the applause. Yeah, you're like a real person now, like a okay. real sports
0: reporter, wow, podcaster. Honestly, Dan, coming from you, that means a lot. I yeah. know that was that was a lot for you to say. No, so, I do. I do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for everyone in the comments as well as Mike and Dan for uh, making sure that I needed a new mic. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Really, hat tip on that. But no, uh, yeah.
2: And the mic stand cool. combo puts you at just a whole nother. Everything
0: I can do with my hands, <laughs> I can grab my water, <laughs> I can write. I got my notebook here. We are set. All right, we are ready. We're talking draft. I feel the possibilities are honestly... Endless. Well, you're
2: in charge, as always, of the podcast. Okay. So yeah. with the new mic... You can just I'm in
0: charge. You can just
2: leave it there. Mm. That's good, too. Yeah, we're not going that far.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to it. We're a couple of weeks away from the draft. You two are going to Vegas, which I know a lot of people, Dan, <clears throat> is very excited about as well. Um, First trip to Vegas. Yeah. Ever? I
1: went when I was like two or three. My parents okay, like, that no, doesn't, went, that doesn't doesn't count right now. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. No, you
0: weren't at the I'm going with my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Some Nothing people do bachelor Vegas. parties.
1: I'm going with my boss.
0: Nothing says Vegas like having your supervisor there. Um, all right. So let's talk about the draft and what we expect or maybe think or players that have caught your eye. Mike, let's start with you. Someone you think could be a good fit in Buffalo, a skill set would fit, and it'd be a boost for this Bills team.
2: Well, let's start with this. Um, We've talked about it. There's multiple ways they can go, and we'll focus on the first round here because that's the first day, and a lot can change, as we know. When you're in the position they're in, 25th, when it should be 32nd, um, picking, and you start looking, man, at all these wide receivers and all these guys that are out there. If you're going to make that move, yes, they could go corner. We know they can go defensive end, you know, Bean's going to find one if they're out there. He's not afraid to use it. We know there's other positions they can go. I threw out the whole, uh, you know, make the play for Kyle Hamilton last week, and I'm still going to hold on to that one as we get out to Vegas. Man, I'll put a little money on that one while we're out there, Dan. Hot. But I got another big-ticket move, and this is a guy that Dan talked with at the at the Combine. And this would take a little Bean magic because I think this guy – it's gonna go early. And I'm talking about Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. He can fly. The guy can fly. Dan. I mean, I know he had the ACL tear. We'll talk yep. about that. But you talked to him when you were out there with him in the news conference about his speed. Let everybody know the kind of things he says about his own speed.
1: Yeah, he's got he said, quote, I've got speed you can't teach. And we if we know one thing about Brandon Bean, he said, you know, part of the reason of adding Emmanuel Sanders was last year was to you know to keep his fastball. You know that, that that was one of the things he said after losing John Brown. And if you look at the Bills roster right now, they just don't have a deep threat really to go along with Josh Allen's big arm. And that was one of the things that we thought. Look, Diggs caught a couple deep balls this year. There's no question and Gabriel Davis has caught some as well. But like an actual guy that you talk about stretching defenses taking the top off. Um and yes, Jameson Williams kind of really came on. It, His backstory is he was pretty much the third or fourth wide receiver when he went to Ohio State, didn't play at all. It came down to Ohio State or Alabama, Um, didn't play because um, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are also studs, and Ohio State didn't really need to use him. He goes to Alabama last year in the transfer portal, Nick Saban calls him up, and then he pretty much explodes, and he has an awesome year. Um, They probably win the national championship game if he doesn't tear his ACL, or you can make that case uh, against Mm -hmm. Georgia. Um. So he hasn't, he's, he's coming back now, Mike, we've seen in Jenna, we've seen him start to do some, the rehab work um, yeah. from when he tours ACL. Uh, the, and then the funniest thing was he, he does have a personality. Some of these guys, when they were at the combine were so boring. And if you've never been to the combine, it pretty much goes like this. These players come up and they say, and there's all the media and they say, have you spoken to the Colts? And the guy goes, no. And the guy goes, who do you, what do you want to show a team this weekend? that I'm the best wide receiver out here. And then they go, have you spoken to the, the Steelers? And the guy goes, yes. And they go, what do you want uh, to do to, and like, it just, on and on. he had a little bit of a personality. He he joked around that, you know, he, it was at Lucas Oil Stadium where he tore his ACL in the national championship game. He's like, nah, I didn't really care. He's like, I've watched it a bunch of times. I wanted to see what happened. I don't know how it happened. And he added to the, that he was asked if he ran a 40 at Alabama and he kind of laughed and said like, no, we don't run 40s at Alabama. And he said, oh well." you're not obviously running today, but what would you run as a 40? And he said, the fastest. <laughs> and he laughed and he goes, I don't know. He goes, whoever runs the fastest 40, I'm faster than them this week. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, The guy's got a personality. He, he would charismatic, fun, um, fun guy. Uh, that, that was my vibe. And I think he would add a ton yeah. with him and Diggs.
2: Well, Jenna, I, fun and fast, that's great. Yeah, uh, But there are two issues. One being, Dan just said it, he tore his ACL yeah, that's in January yeah. and coming back. But you got to weigh that. And the other one, Jenna, is the Bills picked 25th. I don't see any way, any way, unless something comes out right before the draft, that this guy lasts 25. So the question would be, do you think it's in Bean to make the big move draft-wise and make a move up to get a wide receiver?
0: I think all of those things could be in play. I actually don't know if it would be Williams though, just because of the ACL tear in my mind really stands out just because it just happened and you want to see guys kind of fall into form after that, the rehabbing process. But for some players, they, they don't return how they used to. And I'm not saying I hope that's the case with you know Jameson Williams, or if that's even going to be a factor. But I know for some people, speed can be something that is affected long-term after having an ACL tear. And if that is one of the things that's the top of what you have in your scouting report, I would has, have reservations about using even more draft capital to go after a guy like that just because of Maybe the question marks. Now, look, you look at Buffalo, you look at their medical staff and how well they've been able to keep players on the field. They've been able to rehab guys. Obviously, Trey White coming off the ACL. We'll see what he looks like this upcoming spring. Um, But I just think I could see a guy like him actually kind of falling during the draft because of those question marks now. I think the Bills are going to stay aggressive. I don't think Brandon Bean has it in him to, you know, he has to sit on his hands, I feel like, during the draft sometimes because he gets so excited, which is fair. He knows what he needs to do. Um, But Jameson Williams is a guy, I understand the hype. You see what he has done. You see the personality. And like Dan said, when you're being lulled to sleep at the Combine, talking with someone who connects, you feel drawn to them. You're like, wow, this guy is someone who you can kind of have – yeah, because it, it can be so boring.
2: Yeah. Um, but at
0: the same point, I just have that that big question mark. And is it worth investing your draft pick and then even more to go up and get a guy like that? I feel like I would be a little bit more patient maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that's someone that's incredibly talented. And the upside is huge and it's there. And like Dan said, having a guy that could take the top off the defense is something the Bills don't have. When you look at that offense, you just, you don't have that type of speed and having someone that can have that next level, I think could open up this team even more. So I get the upside. I just have questions.
2: You're right. I would just say that we know the bills as a franchise have been obsessed with Tyreek Hill.
0: Yes. I'm not saying he's
2: Tyreek Hill, but there are moments when he is going absurd. It's absurd. It's, it's, you know, it's comically fast.
1: He's comically fast. Video
2: game fast. Yeah and he moves away from people, and he does it, looks effortless when he does. And that's the element this offense has been missing. They are a lousy run-after-the-catch offense. The worst. No, 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 they're not lousy. They're the worst. Josh Allen had the fewest yards after reception
1: in the NFL. And the most, like I said, he threw for over 4,000 yards, and it was only like 40% or 31% of his yards came after the catch. Like, that's comical. Like, you look at everybody else. And we're, that's what Tyreek Hill has. He can catch a five-yard ball and then turn up the sidelines. He did it in the game, in the yeah. playoffs, and he's gone. And and, and Williams has that. There's, there's no question about that. And I'll say two things. One, every team needs a wide receiver. That's what's <laughs> going to make this wild. And if you don't believe me, the Chiefs need wide receivers. The Dolphins yeah. need like, – you you, you're either trying to sign a number one guy to a massive deal, or you are in the market and you are linked to one of these. I've got six guys that I think are wide receivers that, that could go in the first round. So that's one thing. And two Jenna, I understand your point about the ACL. This isn't 1980 though. Like I'm not saying that ACLs are are nothing anymore, but it's a rather routine procedure. It's kind of like getting an oil change at this point. Um, and and th- what they do say, what they, they do say, is the fact of the better the athlete you are, the faster you recover. And if you are yeah. comically fast, like Jameson Williams, or you know Adrian Peterson, kind of set the mold, but you do recover faster. That's why they yeah. have faith in in, in, in White coming back. I got Mike going on something.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm just the- laughing. You just compared an ACL surgery to getting your oil change. I mean that's.
0: That is, I get what you're saying. It is not 1980, Uh, but at the same point, I think you have to be also realistic about sometimes things happening when the human body is trying to recover. You're right, Yeah, and also, you look at players that the Bills have been able to draft in later rounds, Gabriel Davis being one. Now, his skill set is different than Jameson Williams. Gabriel Davis was a fourth-round pick. There's speedsters all over the place (laughs) in this draft. So there's that as well. I'm just saying, I have reservations, well, I, I will mean. tell you
2: this, Jenna, if there's any reservations on Brandon Bean's part, not only are they not drafting him, I mean, not moving up, they, you wouldn't be drafting him. If you really believe this, I think more likely with a guy like Williams is whoever picks him is going to almost go under the assumption he starts out, you know, they can put him on a pop list yeah. and he starts out with the idea that he's not going to play the beginning of the year. The idea. Mm-hmm. And then we know what happens, Dan. They get to camp. And the stories you hear is Jamison Williams is ramping it up. Jamison Williams is doing this. Then the next you know, <laughs> chapter breaking news, uh, the plan for the, I don't know, uh, you know, Miami Dolphins, well, would be well, I guess who knows with Miami. Yeah. Uh, the plan for the New York Jets is Jamison Williams is <laughs> trending towards playing on opening day. I mean, that's what ends up happening. But to your point. There is the idea is, oh, do we take this guy now in this case um, or and do we add assets? But you said it, Janet. Could he fall? If he does, for some reason, start to go back, look, he's you can't be trading up to the fifth pick to get the guy. It's too yeah. much draft capital. I don't Ridiculous. care almost who it is. But if he starts to drop for some reason where other teams maybe look elsewhere and some of those quarterbacks go earlier – then you look around. But I, I think there's a lot of teams, like Dan said, that are in the wide receiver market. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And like I said, but everybody's
1: everybody's saying they're in, and everybody says they need one. But Jenna's right. There is there is depth at this wide receiver position. But there is a, there's a drop-off. And, and it's great yeah. to have depth. And Gabriel Davis is, is great. And, and to find a guy for, like, what these guys' skill sets between Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks and, 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 and Landon Drake, like, they're different. The the, yeah. the 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 upside of Jamison Williams, to me, would make me want to move up if I had to. If, if you because that's how much
2: upside I think he has and what he could bring. All right, so here's another guy, and this is different. This guy is smooth as can be, um, and he's big. He's
1: that's big. running away from Alabama defensive backs. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast. This guy, they're saying that he's he's not fast enough. He didn't run a fast enough forty. Yeah. Traylon Burks. Is making catches flat footed and running away from Alabama defensive backs. This guy is different.
2: Yeah. And he's six foot three, two, what do they list him as? Two twenty-five. And uh NFL.com, I think it was Lance Zerline said he's AJ Brown with more sizzle. Uh, sizzle, I think was the word. You know, more moves. Uh I mean, I listened to him talk, um, sounds like the kind of guy who's got his head on straight, uh knows what he is, is ready to come in, uh you know, physical player, like different. Um uh, yeah. you know, he's he's a smooth strider kind of guy that gets down the field like you said Danny's running away. It's a different kind of special physical traits than what we just talked about with Jamison Williams, but he is a he's the kind of guy that Somebody's going to make a play for, I think, early in the draft.
1: There was a big, you know, everybody wants to find the Debo Samuel, as we've said before, but there's but like he the way that Burks has so much versatility playing the slot, starting in the backfield, putting him out wide, like he did it all at Arkansas. And again, he's not going to get enough credit because he was at Arkansas. Like, but he still went up against SEC talent on a weekly basis. And that means something to me. And I see him as like Isaiah McKenzie on steroids, like not Debo Samuel, but a guy that could do a lot of those things instead of in a five, eight body.
2: It's a tight end body. Well, and, how about, and he's yeah. big and he's how about, fast. How about, um, Cordero Patterson? Mm-hmm. I mean, term in terms of size and speed and yeah. power. I mean, but at 21 years old, yeah. uh, and coming right out of school um, again, he's the kind of guy would not surprise me if he goes eighth or 18th or 28th. Yeah. Like there are so many players you, you see. That's the thing about this. There are so many options. And to Jenna's point earlier, there's options in the second round. Teams have yeah. other needs. We know the bills have other needs. But Jenna, that's the kind of kind of player um, you'd be using. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Extensively day one.
0: I think, too, when you look at it, like, you you talk so much about how Brandon B wants to keep this fastball. And I think a part of that fastball is having dis- receivers with different skill sets. Yeah. And that's so huge. And to have a g- big physical guy that can have those contested catches and also have the ability to go for speed as well. Like, that is a unique type of player. Even just watching those highlights for the people that are listening, like, it's a he's like a bruiser, like it looks like a bull in a chi- China shop almost. Like looking at him and his ability to play, and I, I think that, yeah, like I think that is someone that could have the ability to really elevate this offense as well. And Dan, like when you talk about it, I mean, there is so much depth at this receiver in this receiver class early on, like we talked about. But do you think this is a guy that could fit in with the Bills? Like, do you see him having? a spot, especially since we've known, like you said, Tyree kill and those kind mm-hmm. of comps are a player that the bills are interested in, but I feel like he would have a solid fit in this offense.
1: I, I, and I think it'd be something they would have to work in because it's something they don't have. Like, yeah. they, like he's, he's a, a more explosive Dawson Knox, like, like, like with, with his hands and, and things like that. Um, he's a guy I think that could be inserted in day one and doing three different packages. Like, I just feel like you could use a bunch of race. Jameson Williams may be like you said, Jenna. to your point, like he's one of the guys you're probably going to have to hold back and say like, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be in every, you know, formation. You're And then next year, be easier. Burks I think comes in right away, plays in a ton of different things. If that's the case, he could play more of the slot. You would put um, Gabe Davis more on the outside. Jameson Williams could ro- rotate in with him. Like, you have a lot more versatility with Burks than you do with, with Williams. Um, so it, it's just a guy that they don't have. Not yeah. many teams do have a guy <laughs> that can go 6'3", 220, yeah. run away from cornerbacks and pull away in, in open field. Um, so it, it's a luxury. It's He's different. And to Mike's point, um, he, he's a guy from the South, hunts hogs just <laughs> with like a knife and dogs. Like he just takes his dogs out, they get them and, and he just goes after them. Like he's, he is built different as, as the, as a Bill's hoodie would say.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, Mike, my question to you is having a guy that you can kind of plug in place right away, as opposed to having a guy that maybe needs a little bit more time or maybe even a season. Do you think that factors into Brandon Bean's decision with this team kind of all coming together? Like, do you think there is, if I'm, if you're Brandon Bean, are you like, I want someone right away or are you willing to take a guy that's maybe more of a quote unquote, Not project, but someone that needs a little bit of time.
2: I think at the wide receiver position, it's changed. It used to be so many of these guys, you'd wait, wait to see what they can do. No, no, no. If he's picking anybody in the first couple of rounds, he's got a plan that that player is going to be on the field. I -hmm. mean, you take a guy, you take a flyer on a player, even like Gabriel Davis. I mean, that wasn't really expected in the fourth round and look at what he contributed as a rookie with a good offense and the way he came right in because he proved that i think they came in with the idea is let's see where this guy can be Mm -hmm. and he became that guy now uh first of all you're putting three four at times you could have five wide he's got a role on this team uh Mm -hmm. there's no doubt whoever they're picking if they're picking a wide receiver early that guy is playing and that that's their plan, at least to do that. So and these guys have shown the ability to do that. Yeah. And so I don't think you know, when we when we talked a little bit about Jamison Williams and the ACL, again, if that's the consideration and it's just monitoring that, but at a certain point they fully believe if they're taking that guy, th- this is no yeah. guy, this is not Willis McGahee with a red shirt year and coming back yeah. a year later. This guy would be playing.
1: Yeah. And it's Mike, you talk about it. Somebody I was on the radio and somebody's asking me like, why are wide receivers getting these massive contracts all of a sudden? Like this never used to happen. It's like, cause that's what it's Justin Jefferson came in and broke every rookie wide receiver, you know, receiving record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jamar chase comes in the following year and breaks all of his like teams are now seeing this type and the way that the NFL is going, like I said, they ran the fastest forties, um, ever at the combine this year. And a lot of people are saying too, like wide receivers are slimmer and faster. Like, like like they're just, they're different. We're in a different age of football. So to make those adjustments and change, you're right, Mike, like there are no, I mean, even you look at Jordan love and these guys like, Oh, Hey, you're a first round pick. Like you sit and wait. It's like, uh,
2: doesn't work out that way. Like you're in and you go now. Yeah. I mean, I would say with a guy like a quarterback, That's possible because you're only playing one quarterback during the game. Yeah. Uh, Wide receivers are on the field. Now you talk about other guys. Here's a guy, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Athlete, been compared to Emmanuel Sanders, which is really interesting. Now, look, you know, I mean, when guys are running that wide open, Wisconsin, what are you doing there? We're showing video of him. But he gets down the field. He's smaller. 5'11", 184, but he moves well, can play in the slot. Uh, not afraid of contact. That's not his strength, but he gets down the field and he can take off another guy with speed. I would think this would be the possible type player that is there closer to their pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's also the kind of guy that could slide. I mean, you, you, we just don't know, Yeah. but again, there's a big difference between making a move. You're sitting at 25 and he's available and he gets past that, point there where i know the eagles have two picks the saints have two picks yeah. all of a sudden if a guy gets past that certain point you know teams that have an extra pick that are in need of a wide receiver that you might get more aggressive or go to one of those teams that has multiple picks if they're not taking one so i i call i mention him the chris Olave is the guy i mean that some people have as the number one wide receiver in the whole draft and other guys and, have garrett wilson his teammate from ohio state yeah you know, like, a like lot freaks. of it's been compared to Terry McLaren. <laughs> there's a pretty good comp. Another, I heard He's going to get traded too. And yeah. by the way, there's a reports out that Debo Samuel could be on the move. I mean, it's like, and DK Metcalf's got to get paid guys. Like yeah. all of these things are happening.
1: And then, and then the other one, uh, just finishing on wide receivers, uh, Drake London yeah. uh, fr- from USC basketball background. So, you know, Bill's fans can go Stevie Johnson is the first guy they always think of, but yeah. like, Went to USC to play two sports. Like, wow. I mean, how how freak of nature do you have to be to go there? Um, and then I pretty much focused bigger guy, um, kind of thin, thinner guy, size, but, right? He's like 6'5, yeah 205, something like that, 210. Yeah. yeah, and then um we talked about Jameson Williams, and then there's John Mechie, who is an, another interesting guy who probably heading in at the end of last year after Alabama wins the national championship, you're probably saying he's the number one wide receiver coming off the board just because of how talented and dynamic he is. He was coming off of injuries and then tears his ACL in
2: the SEC championship game. Right. In the other Georgia game, he tears his ACL and uh, he's an interesting guy, Um, you know, born in the Philippines, lived in Africa his, his parents were their his parents' homes where they are from and then came to Canada, was in Canada, you know, ends up in, Probably some prep school in Alabama, I think it was, and then ends up playing for Alabama. Um, very composed route runner, strong player, loves to block. You know, so you know that's that's the one little added element sometimes that's thrown in there. But who knows? Hey, there's not going to be. Fourteen wide receivers drafted in the first round. There's a lot of talented guys who are going yeah, to be Yeah, but there will
1: there will be reports that there could be fourteen <laughs> wide receivers taken in the first round. And then the, the last one that's interesting too. That you know, for me, I am team wide receiver in the first round, getting a guy that can come in, take this offense to the next level. Jenna, um, I'm I'm team Burks and Jamison Williams. I've been pretty pretty vocal about that. I think both of those guys bring something to this team that they don't have currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the, the other wild one. Is, uh, is Sky Moore. He's a slot receiver out of Western Michigan. Interesting guy. He's being compared to kind of like an Edelman um, Welker uh, mm-hmm. in his three-cone drill shiftiness. Again, played in the at Western Michigan, was a cornerback, pretty much got recruited as a cornerback everywhere. This was the only place that would take him as a wide receiver, um, but really good instinctual slot guy, like a true slot guy. Um, yeah. That is another guy that, again, if the Bills... You lost. We know they lost uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. Um, they bring in Jameson Williams. He's pretty much a, a band aid. I think if they could upgrade at that position, you have Isaiah McKenzie, but again, we, he's kind of more all over the place. Yeah. So those are just guys uh, that on that. But, Jenny, I love your comparison. We were talking the other day. Your thoughts on drafting a cornerback in the first round compared to drafting a, a wide receiver in the first round, in your opinion? you had You had the food comparison.
0: Oh, well, no, I was talking more about like a a playmaker like okay um my thoughts are you know we talk so much you hate the running game just in general um I do but when you call the person a playmaker you're more or you're less appalled by that I should say so I was just thinking about it like the term playmaker and if we were to look at Devin Singletary and Zach Moss as playmakers you're like oh I don't really think they're they're playmakers. It's like when you go to a restaurant you're like, yeah, it's nice. Evan Singletary is a nice, it's nice, it's a nice piece. But that's something that you look at and you're like, that would be nice to have an upgrade there. That would be nice to have someone that could be not a nice restaurant, but a great restaurant, a reliable restaurant, like things like that, where it's like when you just change the way you phrase it and you think of it as like, is this guy a playmaker? I felt like it was pretty obvious with Devin Singletary. Okay. And and look, he had a good end of the season. He kind of came on at the end of the year,
2: but a nice, eh, it's nice. Jenna, let's go to your food analogy. It's a good appetizer. It's not an entree. Yeah, no. Right? You're yeah. like, yeah, I like them. I'll have a couple. I'll share it with you. Yeah. But when your dinner's coming, you're full on. You aren't giving that up. Yeah. yeah. We need a full on Oh, there's a blog so post
1: and a vlog video comparing players to restaurants or appetizers or entrees. I think oh. that would be Jenna's. That's Jenna's assignment. Is, I is, would. It? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, like hey, cheesecake's good. Like you got a bunch of stuff on the menu. Like you got like yeah. you have a big menu at Cheesecake Factory. But you're like, eh, mm. it's not, yeah, I want something better than Cheesecake
2: Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too many options. <laughs> and it's about how much you have invested in it. Right. Yes. You know, too. Uh, Jenna and I are at the Red Wings game. Lots of good options, mm-hmm. right? That you want to see, but you know, we're at the Wings game. It's like yeah. mm, that line's a little shorter. Let's go for that. Yeah. Not planning the whole day around it. Though. I'm
0: still mad we didn't get fried dough. Really, you know we what? Burgers. We missed our
2: opportunity. We had burgers and fries.
0: And a and a okay, the medium sized drink at a was baseball game monster. was. It was like it was it was too much, too much, too much should have gotten the small. It's all right. But no, uh, I I just think going back to it, I think when you look at what the Bills have and, and you look at their roster, there is so much talent, obviously, and there's so many you could do a guy off like, what are we talking about with other teams? Um, but I just think that when you look at a guy like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss I think it's something that's going to be addressed maybe earlier than people are expecting.
2: All right, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. I'm not saying first round, 25th overall,
0: you're taking a running back, but I'm saying Oh, well, we're going to
2: talk about that here in a second. But I'm going to say this. Is this a hot take to say, I do not think the Bills' talent level as a group is that superior to the other contending teams? I think what makes them better than most of those teams is 17. Agreed. Yeah, that's if fair. you take 17 off the roster and give the team a good starting quarterback. Yeah. I don't think the ro- you sit there with the roster and go, yeah. wow. I think well, you say really good, compliments Josh. Diggs is an elite talent and a great player. You you go Allen, Diggs, Von
0: Miller. And then if you what? know the Bills, you'd say Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, players like that, but and Trey White, but I think if you were on the outside looking at this Bills team, yeah, I could see why you would think And
2: I'm not saying that they're, you know, like when we start saying, we know Dawson Knox is a huge contributor to them last year. You know, but if you're Kansas City, you've got Kelsey. Like there's guys Mm -hmm. that are a notch above. Even at the wide receiver position, you can make an argument that talent-wise Miami has the best wide receiver group in the NFL right now. Yes. Yeah. Right? You certainly Mm -hmm. can make, but they don't. They don't have the quarterback. So it's about complimenting. So Jenna, to your point, when you can add high-end talent, Dan was describing Jamison Williams, and I'm thinking a guy you game plan for and are afraid of. Yeah. is You need those guys on your roster too, yeah. and that, that's what elevates the whole roster. What do you got, Dan? Brandon Bean has done a great job of building a 53-man
1: roster. Yep. I mm-hmm. think the Bills – 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd players are probably maybe some of the best in the league. Like He deserves a lot of credit for the depth that Mm -hmm. he has put out there. But there is a big difference, and it's what we talked about with defensive end before Von Miller came in, between depth and talent. And the Bills have kind of had a smorgasbord. It's all the same. Like like their their number one defensive end, Jerry Hughes, isn't that much better than their number eight defensive yes. end. And, yeah. and that's a
0: problem. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, yeah. that's great that your number eight guy is great or is, is solid. That's awesome. Your number eight guy is not going to win you a game. Your number one guy has to. And that yeah. is where Mike's – to Mike's point, you're right. Other positions and rosters as a whole, like there may be more talented rosters. Like you look at linebackers or um, other – tight ends or, you know, offensive line. But 17 is
2: the trump card yep. to most of these conversations that you can have. No yeah. doubt. And you know what? Micah Hyde is a great example of this. I don't think there's a player in the league I would rather have on the field for every snap of the game yeah. than Micah Hyde. Yeah, And that position works with the, I'm not even calling him steady, is a disservice to him. Just really good, consistent, smart, leader. All those things back there in the secondary, right? I think in that position, that's what you want. That's like mm-hmm. the ideal that you want. There are guys yeah. who take chances. There are guys who make big plays. Look at Diggs's brother at corner in, yeah. uh, in Dallas. Huge plays, and then big plays the other way. Yeah. I guess it's a little boom or bust, and some teams will take that. But at some positions, you don't need four – Decent running backs. You yep. don't need four steady defensive ends. It's great to have those, but what the Bills went out and did is they got a we need to get Mahomes down on the ground yep. defensive end, and yep. they got that in the off season and spent a lot of money on it. That's the kind of move I'm looking for them to make. Yep. Now, in terms of that running back position, Jenna, there's a yeah. guy out there that. All right, Dan, Brees Hall. Yep. What do you think? First
1: reaction is, uh, and this is also, we're bringing this up because he's been uh, mocked to the Bills in the second round by by multiple people. Uh, I, I think Kuiper or um, McShay had him, and I saw another guy had uh, the Bills taking him at 57, right? Is that when the Bills second round pick is, I believe? Yeah. Um, so I did a little, you know, looking into him today. Um, my initial reaction is, eh. Okay. Like,
0: okay, is, is because it of eh because of the position, or is it eh because?
1: Um, and why? because of his, he is so steady. Like, like, there's really nothing that he doesn't do. Um, well, poor, like, like, like he's he's he does it all. Like, like, overall back, like very mm-hmm. well rounded. All the things, mm-hmm. good vision, patience, footwork, all this stuff. Um, he ran four three nine forty, so it was faster than what uh, a lot of people were expecting him to run um he just doesn't scream playmaker to me he doesn't scream oh um even even like I remember it was Devin Singletary was coming out and Bean had the the comparison of he can make guys miss in a phone booth like that's not Brees Hall like and and I think they need speed and and while he ran a good time and it's funny they the Lance Zerline made uh we go through his draft Draft. profiles a lot we don't we don't crunch a ton of film. Uh, spoiler alerts. We're not the all 22 here podcast. Um, but just the fact of the comparison, the The negative was that he looks like he's pacing himself all game. Like, like it looks like he's never like going all out. Now it's some of the runs I, I saw. Him, he looked like Le'Veon Bell, like sat behind the line, sat behind the line, set like good vision and, the, and then went for four yards. And like it is a skill getting three yards when there was, you know, you could have been negative two. Like like that is a skill is to get get positive. Um, he's had 800 plus carries and touches in college slightly worries me. And a bunch of people said that he had a great combine. He had a great pro day. He proved that he can catch the ball. Like he's shown it. It's like catching a swing pass in a field house with no defender doesn't prove to me that you are a pass catching option. So those are my concerns. And the, the comparison is, is spot on. I think Lance Erlein said it was his comparison was Matt Forte, which was like, wow. Yeah, you watch him and you're like, perfect, like smooth. Nothing seems difficult to him. Um, Like I never saw Matt Forte break a guy's ankles. I never saw Matt Forte. And like he played in a different time. And yeah, Matt Forte worked. had seven good years, like no question about it. Yeah. Um, But Matt Forte also caught a hundred passes one season. And I don't think Brees Hall is doing that.
2: Um, Dan, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, former NFL exec, um, mm-hmm. NFL Network, 25th overall, Buffalo Bills, Reese Hall. Wow.
0: Dan is so scared right now. He's going to mock
2: a mock. <laughs> Uh, the idea of being I'm so upset
1: right now, being <laughs> <So a need. laughs>
2: the idea of being a, a need as a as a six one built like a guy who can handle more carries and did have I think he had five runs of over 65 yards, something like that during the season and the big 12. <laughs> uh, We're against I, Texas. Just, I Texas. waited I on that. Someone, you
0: need someone more explosive. I feel like what we had when you know the Bills drafted Zach Moss was we thought it was Thunder and Lightning, Lightning and Thunder, yeah. Singletary, all that stuff, but they turned out to have pretty similar skill sets. Yep. and, and I, feel, yeah. I feel like you just... You see the potential with Singletary, and look, he came into to camp last year in the best shape of his life, as we all know. Um, but... And again, he found a rhythm later on in the year, but I think you just want... I mean... That, the video we see, like the- this,
1: is bad podcasting. But we're watching the
0: films again. Yeah,
2: and like, yeah. well, I'm gonna put it to you this way: Kansas State didn't tackle a lot of. I was people. gonna say there was
0: huge holes. Like all he's their-
2: catching a ball out of the backfield. Here, I'll describe it to you. He catches it and he runs. Like wow, what a what a route he ran! He's so involved in the passing
1: game. <laughs> West Virginia, nice, nice tackling. Oh, West Virginia is terrible.
2: Wow, that was bad. They are terrible. It's but the Big Twelve, the thing
1: it's is, Big Twelve defense, guys. Here's it's why Big 12 I'm not defense. drafting.
2: Here's why I'm not drafting a running back in the first round. It would have to be a superior. <laughs> well, not just that. It's also yes, it is. Your your point is right in terms of how you use that back. And in the same way, it's not that you got to be looking towards four years from now, but well, you got that fifth year option yeah. uh, position and. I mean, even the dynamic players, look, honestly, I still think Saquon Barkley may be out there for somebody to have. And Dan's made the point of gone for him for the year and, you know, taking the flyer for one year in terms of a difference making potential back. That could be the kind of thing that happens could happen on draft day for all we know. Yeah. A deal like that to happen. A lot of times those things happen right after the draft when we see what teams do, but could be if it's for a pick, it could be, um, Now, that to me at the right price maybe makes more sense. And I know before I said no, but Dan made the point of doesn't mean you got to sign him. Like he's got to come in and play off of that deal. And then you see what you're, then when you see where you are with him, but at least he adds something different and you're not setting yourself up for a very difficult decision to make down the line for a lot of money at a position that is not. I think Saquon could use a fresh start
0: too.
1: Yeah. I think Warren Sharp had the tweet that the bills are only the second other team that have brought in more than two running backs already. They brought in Isaiah Spiller was another one they brought in um, for an official workout, uh, official visit. So yes. Yeah. yeah, Like uh, again, I'm, I'm probably going to get ripped apart in the comments per usual about like Dan doesn't know, like you can't judge Dan's Brees hall comparison because he hates running backs. It's like, no, I just want, again, I, in my dream world, the Bills could go back and draft Isaiah Spiller in twenty twenty two. Like that's what I'm looking for. Like, I, like, Spiller, like you mean yeah. CJ Spiller? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. CJ Spiller. Like an explosive guy that that is a weapon. Um, in Brees Hall, I think will be a great Matt Forte, which is awesome for a Chicago yeah. offense that wants to run the ball forty yeah. times a game. But like, it- I, I I just it's. Kind of be like putting like all season tires on the bills offense. When I like, I want, I want racing tires. Like I I want, I want speed.
0: You've been um, watching so much F1. So is, much F1. Is um, there, <laughs> go ahead. Talk about F1. Push. No, push. no, no. Oh, you were going to say something? <laughs> no, I just didn't know if there was a back that stood out to you.
1: Well, and, and it's funny. They talk about how good of a combine and pro day Brees halls had. Um, Kieran Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame had an, awful combine uh he ran a four six seven i believe 40 which is very slow um and they expected him to possibly run in the four fours uh, he's running back out of notre dame team captain like like fitting image of what like mcdermott would want and this was a guy that returned kickoffs this was a guy that flexed out and like lined up in the slot like he like took Notre Dame's screen game to another level. He has had five touchdowns in his career of seventy-five yards or more. Like wow. this guy is a big play threat while also being consistent. I now mean, he's got fumbling issues. Like he, he does have some things. I'm not saying that he's even a, a second round guy, but I don't even think, in my opinion, for the Bills' offense and where the Bills want to go, like I think if you draft Brees Hall, I think you're drafting like a better version of of Zach Moss. And like I don't know if that's really all that dynamic and special. Yeah, Mike smiles and takes his. No, I'm saying about to school me.
2: No, oh no, no, not at all. I'm saying is we know Zach Moss. I've said this in the last three podcasts. He's coming to camp, best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. He's out to prove that last year. Hey, you know what? Wouldn't that be awesome for the Bills if he did? And he came in ready to go, and he becomes something more, or someone else you can depend on. I do think there are backs out there with question marks about size or durability and all this kind of stuff that you take the flyer on in the fourth or the fifth round yeah. and maybe you catch a year or two lightning in a bottle uh, type of thing. I think, I mean, they do have, even like Duke Johnson, all these guys, they all, they all seem the same. Their <laughs> whole running back room
1: is the same. Um I take a flyer on James Cook, Delvin Cook's brother out of, out of Florida state. Like I, yeah. I, I like, I think there's more value in the third day three on running back yeah in, in yeah. my opinion like i said that's when i have max Borgie, like a lot of people seeing them like again just kind of a another offensive weapon that you could do a bunch of different things with um but yeah because at
2: any point let's throw another get another wide receiver early and let's go four wide let's go five wide you yeah. also now have the two tight ends you've got another athlete at tight end yep there are options that you have with this offense yeah um yeah, unless that player is really adding something.
0: I want to play Really?
2: Yes, playmaker. You want yeah. the you
1: you want that entree. It's that it's that Drake meme where it's like running back and it's like, mm. and it's <laughs> like playmaker, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like that's the one. <laughs> that's it.
0: Also I was thinking about it. Uh I feel like Tremaine Edmonds would be like olives because you either really enjoy <laughs> olives or <laughs> I this is how so my just, brain works
1: we're, we're just at like running backs and then Jenna's still on food in restaurants and she's like
2: olives what olives.
0: is jermaine Edmonds' food comp olives you either like are like yeah olives are great or you're like I, yeah i'm out I,
2: are you real is olives really all in all out yeah there's like a that's all that, in, like, all, in that all out i don't think i many i don't think people are all in or all out it's yeah. like Jermaine Edmonds. No, There's I like, know, a, it's the olive it's like a live
0: tale that like couples like. Yeah. It's the olive of, theory, Mike. Yeah.
2: I don't, I don't buy the olive. Oil. Okay. Hang on. Hang
0: on.
1: <laughs> Real life podcast. Terrible, terrible take. Mike, do you like olives? I'm,
2: um, I'm, you know, like if they're sitting there, like when Does I was Jenny a little like kid. So Does so Jenny, Jenny like olives? So here's the funny thing. I'll give you a good olive thing. When we were kids. My mom, Sunday, making pasta, right? Come on, I'm a paisani. So get inside the Buffalo Plus office, sports
1: office right so, now. This is what it is. So is she it. made
2: pasta. But before dinner, she would put olives. I think my dad liked olives. So she'd put these little bowls with olives, like on a Sunday. Yeah. And we as kids would all be going grabbing the olives. And I don't even you know those like black olives, they don't really taste like much. And then there's the green ones with the pimento, whatever it is mm-hmm. in there. Okay. She'd be like, stop eating those, stop eating those. But once dinner started, nobody wanted an olive. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I love olives. I'm going to sit there and eat a you know, bowl full of olives. If they're there, eh. Tremaine to me is more about, is this going to be in your regular rotation, to your point, Jenna, of restaurants? Am I investing Saturday night with our friends going to this place? Or if is it like Dan and I, Chili's while we were there? Yeah, it, Chili's is fine. Sometimes Chili's looks like an oasis, depending on what town you're in. But are you investing big time? So with Tremaine Edmonds, he's good. He's. Does he's Jenny Chili's. like olives? Does Answer Jenny like olives? Do I like? Uh, do I? Does Jenny? Oh, Jenny. Mm, I, I, we've been to, by the way, it's our eight year anniversary today. Congratulations. Well, engagement with a gym. We, we never went the next step. <laughs> I'm waiting to mature. Um, I have no idea. That's what I was going to say. It's Renee never really
1: been brought up. Renee loves <laughs> olives? I hate olives. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's so a theory, a, though, Mike, that one cu- in a couple, one I, person loves olives and one person
2: If I was guessing, not. I would say she doesn't like them because I don't really... But I could care less. I'm talking about your Tremaine Edmonds comp. I know. No one yeah. hates Tremaine Edmonds.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. I people it's like a either, pork chop.
2: Like Jenna doesn't like pork chops. I
0: I hate pork I'm chops. Having pork chops tonight. Pork chops when you cook. I don't care. People go eat them when you're go out to dinner. Podcast. I'm not wasting a dinner on a pork chop. A I'm B. gonna have the
1: best pork chop tonight. Better they, than a steak.
0: They turn to sawdust as soon as you start cutting into them. No, I, I'm out.
2: Okay, I'm I'm gonna just finish again. You said love or hate, basically all in, all out. That's not Tremaine.
0: Well, there's a lot of people that are pretty out on Tremaine.
2: Most are. They're out long term. Tremaine. It's not like they want you to see him cut him this year. You well, got to replace no. them. No. Yeah. But, but you cut olives have to be off that the menu. Or nothing. Like Dan's cutting olives off the menu. Doesn't want them on the table. Correct. Right. Okay.
0: Maybe it was a little too strong on the olives. We've gone Josh down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Thanks it's for sticking with to... us to the end of this. Please like, comment, and subscribe. You know what? This new microphone, too. So many
2: food takes. It's a power move. <laughs> it's a power move, Dan. I need a new one.
0: Yeah. Step up your game.
2: Look who's talking!
0: Wow, that felt so good, guys.
2: (laughs) Jenna's gonna get done, and then she's gonna jump in her new car. And oh no, Lux, sorry, we haven't gotten there yet.
0: Okay, we gotta take small steps. You gotta walk (laughs) before you run.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, If this is a big ticket item, and it's hard for me to buy a car is like the next, 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 next level. I just don't. I'm weird about my money. Aren't we all?
2: on the plus side, Jenna has a new microphone.
0: You're the worst. <gasps> okay. all right, we we should probably Th- that that was the podcast. <laughs> We had a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll be talking more draft as we get ready. Uh, Mike, tell them about our special that's airing yes. locally on 13 Wham in Rochester, but also on Buffalo Plus.
2: Yeah, uh, it is our Bill's uh, Buffalo Plus live show. It's going to take place. Uh, Dan and I right now are uh, going to be credentialed for the red carpet. We'll see how that works out. Jenna mm-hmm. knows what that's like. This one's a strange one in Vegas because it's, I believe it's like on a floating platform, so We'll have to see, <laughs> but that's a cool part. It's Vegas. There's going to be a lot of fun. Jenna knows the draft's got a lot going on and this yeah. year in Las Vegas is going to be crazy. So we're out there. We'll be tracking down the guys before the draft. You'll hear from the main players. These guys we're talking about that are going to be out there and then certainly on draft night, but our show seven thirty to eight o'clock right here on the Buffalo plus YouTube channel and also in Rochester and Buffalo fox buffalo and on uh, 13 wham in rochester so all three of us together dan and i out in vegas jenna uh, manning down things in the studio and uh, we're looking forward to getting you ready leading right up to the draft at eight o'clock 7 30 to 8 the draft starts right at eight
0: yeah so we'll get you set and ready we also have a new telestrator too in the studio so big things are coming there um please be sure to like comment and subscribe to the Buffalo plus channel for Dan and Mike. I am Jenna. We will catch you next time here on Buffalo plus.